What's going on, quitters? Welcome to another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me. I am your host, Maxim Allen. Today is November 1st, 2020, and it is a gloomy, cold, wet day in Brooklyn. And here with me today, today's guest, he is a tribalist expressionist artist there we go got all three that's <laughs> he, correct he lives yeah. in he lives in bushwick he does amazing stuff he does a lot of work at the unruly collective and his name is anton vitkovsky that's correct and not everyone can pronounce it the same way you know like, <laughs> thank you <laughs> i try i try to make sure i do it right so <laughs> welcome okay. thanks for yeah. being on here today very welcome i'm excited to be here and you know excited about all the things we're going to be talking about you know? yeah it's it, it's going to be a good episode i'm excited so uh before we get started do you have your do you have anything you want to plug where can people find you if they enjoy the episode uh, sure. I mean, they can always find me on Instagram and I'm, and I think that's a prime, um, location to find me and it's Ento Vitko at Ento Vitko okay. on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So yeah, I'm going to throw that in the episode description so people can find it if they need to. Sure. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, so, welcome. so I, I have unruly collective is like an art collective in bushwick right and so i i i'm a comedian as the listeners know and i went to two comedy shows there separate times and the first time i walked into this backyard and it like blew my mind i was like holy shit who's painting all of this and then the second time i was there I, i actually got to meet you and you're the artist behind that whole setup back there so what so what you what do you do now with your art so what what's kind of your role in this collective and like well um i'm in you know unruly collective is the place where artists live and create and perform and i represent the the painting part of the community you mm-hmm. know i uh, that's all i do every single day as i i you know whenever i wake up i eat my breakfast and then just go paint mm-hmm. until i go to bed and that's like what's been happening for the last eight years oh wow in my life and it's been like a full-time career for me um and so since i plug in all my human resources only only in one thing it's been developing quite fast you know for me and um I moved to Unruly quite recently in March uh, because my studio burned down mm-hmm. in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. And because I did an exhibition in 2017 there, um, I kind of came back and added more to the um, to the outside exhibition. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So I'm going to get dive into your background here a little bit. So how long have you been painting? How long is your interest in art like how long has it been since you started painting have you always been into it as a kid or well it's kind of interesting because i just recently remembered about uh when i was in the kindergarten Mm -hmm. um i uh drew on the on the blackboard um a figure of a naked lady Mm -hmm. and the the caretaker of the kindergarten she called my parents and she told them um well it's very bad you you know like your kid is not supposed to do that and so they erased it and they kind of like blocked it off my um desire to 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 draw or Mm -hmm. to paint or anything you know yeah so for the longest time up until i was uh probably 25 26 years old I thought that being an artist is kind of idiotic. It's like mm-hmm. 19th century kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, like I would be this 
a uh, guy with the with the scarf and the beret and always gets drunk and you know just like doing these crazy things and so i thought that this was a bit um backwards and you know i didn't think of it at all and then you know only there was an accident in my life that that happened in you know, a good accident mm-hmm. that i started to painting again you know okay yeah it, it was a good accident which it was a, it was explain? a good accident yeah would you want to talk about it or uh sure well you know like um going back to the uh previous uh to the the root of the question mm-hmm. is you know like about the background uh, i was born in soviet union in 1985 mm-hmm. and then the soviet union collapsed in uh, 1992 Mm-hmm. And then it became Ukraine, and recently it became Russia. And I was born in uh, Crimea, the Crimean okay. Peninsula on the Black Sea. Yeah. And um, um, after that, you know, like I moved to United States, and you know, uh, I've lived in Virginia Beach for twelve years in Virginia. And then you know, like I finished um, college there, um, dropped out of university, and then moved to Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, and you know, like in in Brooklyn, that's where my art career started to, um, you know, to become full time. Is right? that where your happy accident took place? No, it actually uh, happened in um, in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, because I used to be uh, um, a fashion designer. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was studying for graphic design, and we were make, we were making T-shirts with mm-hmm. my friend. Um, my friend was from Albania, and we wanted to create uh, like. A uh, European uh, kind of like T-shirt line, you know, and we did. We created three lines of T-shirts, and um, since I was a creative director for that, and also a designer, um, we were making uh, a commercial about um, about our clothes, and you know, our target uh, target audience was supposed to be like cultural people, the people that would read, the people mm-hmm. that would like expand their mind somehow, and things like that. And, you know, I wrote the script for it and, um, you know, the models that we hired to, um, to play in our commercial, uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't know how to paint, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, my business partner, he told me, it's like, well, um, since you wrote the script, you know, just, yeah. and since you're a creative director, just go and paint yourself. Cause I pictured an artist wearing our clothes. Right. And so um, they, you know, the whole shooting crew left for lunch and they just, you know, like they, they left me with the canvas and it's just like, just go at it. You mm-hmm. know? And so I started painting and I, I finished my first painting in two hours. Mm-hmm. They were taking their time at the, at, at the lunch place. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's something clicked inside of my head. And since then I was painting every single day. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I completely, it, the, my perspective towards painting completely transformed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why, I, I, you know, that's why I've been, I, you know, like I, I stopped looking at being an artist as something backwards. Mm-hmm. So that, that was when you were 25? That's where I was, yeah, 25, 26, okay. I think, something like that, you know? Wow, that's awesome. Do you remember what you painted on that first day when you just kind of came I up with I still something? have the painting, although yeah. I'm not really proud of it because, yeah. you know, there's so much uh, progression has been... Um, has been made but still you know, you know it is something that is you know i'm, I'm kind of like proud of this to this day that you know the, the whole um i'd say the, the destiny sort of stepped in and it's like here that's what you need to do you yeah know? stop doing everything else because i've been doing design for a long time for about mm-hmm. 12 years and so i completely stopped completely cut off all my clients you know like just burned the bridges to to be just one thing wow yeah that's incredible yeah. So, 
so you start painting, you start painting every day. Do you remember what, like, what was that early development uh, period like for you? Do you know what you were like chasing after in terms of skills? Were you like, I just want, do you, were you just like, I just want to do this for fun and kind of see what I can do? Or was there like kind of a goal that you had in mind early on? Well, no, I mean, like there was no goals. There was no, like, there, there was no like extra thoughts. It was just, I just enjoyed the process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like while I was doing that, I was still, um, you know, like I was still living in Virginia like, and I just like to create something that, you know, like I wasn't able to create because um, the thing is with uh, a lot of uh, computer things, a lot of the things that you design on the computer, you cannot really see uh, the end result of your design. You know, like if you wanted to print it out and touch it, let's say if, yeah. you, if you're designed uh, designed for a t-shirt or for clothing, mm-hmm. in order for you to see the end result, you have to wait like, I don't know, a couple of months before they print it for you and deliver it. And so you can see and feel the quality. Right. Where, you know, like, it, you know, I would always get anxious. I was like, I want to see it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I want yeah. to see it right now. You yeah. know, like I don't want to wait three months, you know, to see it. And um, and with painting, it's it's kind of gave me that opportunity mm-hmm. to 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 see the end result the same day, you know. And that's what kept you know captivated me because it was like, oh, you know, if I have this idea, then I can do this and I can do that. And you know, there's so many ideas that I I did like, you know, quite a lot of paintings, you know, like in the in my first year. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, that sort of jump started everything else. You know, that's awesome. So when you were those early paintings, did you? Do you find so now you describe yourself as a tribal expressionist, <laughs> expressionist, tribalistic painter, artist, uh, tribal expressionist artist, tribal expressionist artist. OK, exactly. <laughs> you know? OK, so when you started your paintings, did you do you find that your old paintings have some similarity to what you do now? Was it kind of always flowing in that direction or were you kind of trying more other things out? Well, you know, like I feel like um, for every artist, you know, the main inspiration right now, especially, is, is uh, Picasso. Mm-hmm. And so it initially started with Cubism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sort of progressed and, you know, it sort of deviated from Cubism more and more and more and more, you know, towards Expressionism, um, towards Neo-Expressionism, which is extremely trendy right now, you know, okay. because of Jean-Michel Basquiat, you know, mm-hmm. like in the, uh, in the 90s and the 80s in New York. And... Um, but after that, I realized I don't want to be any of those artists. I, I just yeah. want to be myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But initially, yeah, you know, they they played a major role in my art is Picasso and Basquiat, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like now when people ask me, I was like, don't even talk about Basquiat or Picasso, you know. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm my own thing, you know. Like, yeah. Whereas before, I would just get flattered, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. So well, how long did it take you to like flip out of that where you were like, oh, I want to do my own thing? How long were you painting before you kind of decided, nope, it's just going to be my style now? Um, until people started commenting that it's uh, Basquiat or Picasso. Mm-hmm. And it started to uh, really piss me off to the point where I was just like, I wanted to cut them off. I was like, no, it's, it's not it. You know, like, mm. you know, because why would you want to be a shadow of somebody who's dead? It doesn't matter who they are. Right, right. You know, you would want to be your own self, you know, and mm. uh, that's kind of like uh, the motivation of, of making art now is is to uncover you know like what can i do yeah how can i express my myself not Mm -hmm. picasso or basquiat you know yeah yeah 
So I, I know like your stuff now has a very consistent kind of voice to it. It seems like you've kind of found your groove in the work you make. Mm-hmm. Well, how long did, would you say that process kind of took you? Are you still in that process or? Well, I feel like that my um, art style has sort of mm, ripened. You know? Yeah. It's, it's ready, you know, mm-hmm. to be expressed in the full swing, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it, it took me a while to, to get there because um, since I've sort of departed from uh, both of those influences, the early influences, you know, yeah. I've realized that the main inspiration should be nature. You mm-hmm. know? Because these artists, all the artists, it doesn't matter who they are and what they do, you know, like they all take inspiration from nature. Yeah. Absolutely everyone. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do comedy, if you do like art, if you dance, you know, like and um, sort of pretending that um, they're artists that know better than you just because they're expressing themselves in the most authentic way that they mm-hmm. can is is very close to nature. Right, right. And so, um, you know, I started looking at nature more and, you know, like it kind of gave me the, the understanding of how to create my own art mm-hmm. and not to look at anyone else. And since then, you know, I kind of like stopped uh, reading a lot of books I, yeah. I stopped like watching a lot of things because I've just realized that um, these ideas might um, drive me away from my goal right you know like that makes sense and yeah kind of like I found for me in like comedy when I first started stand-up comedy mm-hmm. there was like a year and a half where I barely watched any comedy because i was like i just want to like figure this out for myself i don't want to be like mimicking you know exactly exactly kind of that like like, what makes me unique what makes me special in this exactly trying to uncover yourself you know Mm -hmm. what 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 is it that is you you know exactly and how do you express that Mm -hmm. and that that's the like the biggest thing now and i think that's gonna be the the rest of my life you know Mm -hmm. and so you know i'm kind of like happy that i'm on on that path that's awesome yeah thank you (laughs) yeah no i mean it it works out super cool i was like scrolling through your instagram earlier i'm like wow this is like awesome there's a lot there's a lot of content a lot of content yeah so you say like inspired by nature was there any like particular moment or a particular thing that you kind of always go back to in the natural world when you well you see thing is that you know i'm like right now i'm really inspired by the origins of human Mm mm-hmm and um, origins of humans is like where are we coming where are we coming from what is our roots you know? right you know like how do we get here yeah <laughs> and you know what was the starting point you know? aliens yeah what well, aliens <laughs> you know and and you no know, but other than apart from the aliens what did we do yeah you know how did we you know sort of created the civilization mm-hmm. that we built on top of nature you know and um because I feel like in uh, in contemporary culture, we're um, maybe less separating ourselves from nature, you know, mm-hmm. but like maybe 10 to 20 years ago, it was like a big uh, separation of, of human civilization and nature. Mm-hmm. It was almost like an, a, an enemy, enemy that we had to defeat. Right. In order for, uh, you know, for us to bring ourselves um, up. But, you know, like more and more we do that, the more we realize that, you know, we're inseparable from it. You mm-hmm. know? And so we don't have to fight it. We just got to like live with it, you know, right. and embrace it and love it and everything else, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and so going back to the origins of humans, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the first um, art that humans made, you know, was 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 cave art. Right. Was petroglyphs, you know, that you, know, you could see in many places around the world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is very, very similar. And, you know, that, that you know, like I, um, I took a note of that. Yeah. And I keep telling that to people very much um, nowadays. Because all the cave art is absolutely identical in the way that early humans picture life. You know? Yeah. So it would be just something basic as like human figures, shamans. It would be like uh, goats. It would be, you know, like some kind of animals that they encountered, which is like basic, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like I, I was really inspired by that because it doesn't have any type of indoctrination. Right. It, it was just like, it was simple and pure mm-hmm. and there was no money involved, you know, maybe some type of information passing. I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. some type of communication. Yeah. Uh, because if people don't know how to read, you know, or write, they would just draw. Right. And so, you know, I feel like that early type of communication is very precious because it's, it's, it's pure. Mm-hmm. And this is where I take a lot of my inspiration and I use basic elements of human expression. And mix them up with expressionism, which was born in 19th century mm-hmm. um, by Edward Munch. I don't know if you're familiar with the painting Scream. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the beginning of expressionism, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I mixed it up, you know, together with uh, with the, the the expressionism and the tribal elements, mm-hmm. and that's where the tribal expressionism is, you know, has originated from. Gotcha. You know? So, what is uh, expressionism like? As like, I'm I'm not very well versed in art. Isn't it? Like, um, in my mind, I'm like, expressionism is the one where you do like a bunch of little dots, right? Or am I totally off here? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it's part of it, you know, okay. like, because expressionism is pretty much expressing what you have within. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's hidden within the name of the expressionism. Oh, know? so instead of doing like objective portraits of things or depicting mm-hmm. a battles, it's like you're painting your feelings or like your, your feelings. thoughts. Exactly, exactly. Interesting. Whereas before it was impressionism where like people would just go out to the garden and say, oh, such a beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. And they would just come home and paint the garden because they were impressed. Right. And whereas ex- expression is more like, you know, like expressing what's in rather than out. You, you know? just blew my mind. I've heard those words my whole life and I never just thought <laughs> about it. It's literally in the name of them. <laughs> exactly. And so like, but, you know, people overcomplicate art and, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's not that complicated, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, let's, I'm going to bring it back to you and your early phases again. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have any like early challenges or early triumphs that really stand up out to you in your own art? Um, challenges in the sense that, um, well, it's just a lot of people were opposed to the idea of, of being an artist in general, Mm -hmm. you know, like, especially the people in my family, um, especially the people, um, around me because I was living in the suburban area. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, doubt about this there in general, because everyone there got to pay the bills, you know, like, and things like that. So it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't very motivational in that sense, you know, mm-hmm. and I realized that, you know, I just had to move out of that environment because mm-hmm. life there in the suburban areas of the United States is very transactional. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you just, you go out to eat, you give money, you receive, you know, like you go to the bank, you you know, you, re- back, you know, like receive and give, give and receive. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, there's no human connection. Right, right. 
And so I was, you know, so since I was born in Europe, you know, we have way more tighter connections between people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, it's a bit more urban. People can walk to each other. They can walk to the bar. They can walk to the street. They can, you know, like they essentially can walk anywhere. We get it. You guys have better city planning, okay? <laughs> well, you know, because it's an older, older yeah, place. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, I was really like, I was homesick about that. You yeah, know, like, yeah. About this type of um, um, setup, mm-hmm. and so that's why I decided to move to New York. Mm-hmm. You know, because I thought that this is the only place where I can actually pick up the people I talk to. You know? Yeah, exactly. They're not just randomly given to you by work. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and then you just end up talking about the things you don't really want to know. You know, like, and I'm not saying that suburban areas are like they're bad, but mm, I think that for mind development, mind development, idea development, it's good to you know to be in a cosmopol- cosmopolitan place. You know? Absolutely. I think it's just like, I think as a creative in a suburban area, you're kind of limited with your opportunities and like connecting with people who are of the same mindset and who are pursuing the same things. Well, I mean, it's it's expressed within all the buildings that are there, within architecture, mm-hmm. within the, the, the places that are built there. There's like gas station, Burger King, uh, McDonald's, you know, you name it, all the like the fast food joints, and yeah. the bank and your house. That's it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, might be like occasional place where we might go with your friends, but you just feel like really, really like um, isolated and boxed in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, I, United States just definitely has to do something with that. Absolutely. It, because there's a lot of madness there, you know? Yeah. I know there's a lot of madness in the city, but it, it's, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not as hidden here. Yeah. There it's hidden. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And like your your reasoning is like pretty much the same reason that every comedian also moves to New York City as well. And mm-hmm. when you move to a city for comedy, people always go, should it be L.A. or should it be New York? And one of the reasons I was sold on New York is someone was like, when you're a new comic, you go to New York City, you're walking everywhere. You will bump into other people. You'll like be you'll feel like you're part of a community. Whereas L.A. is just you're trapped in your car all the time and you're mm-hmm. all isolated. Of course. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, New York sounds perfect. And I, I love it here. It's great. <laughs> Even though the, all the latest developments we've been having, it's still great. Yeah. You know, like it's still alive and everything else. You know, it doesn't matter what people are saying about yeah. the city, you know. And what I see is well alive. Very alive. Very alive. You know, like everyone's been crying about like, oh, New York is dead. You know, it's like you've, you've, you've seen that. Right? Of course. Yeah. And it, it's not. It's like it's beyond alive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- no. I think NYC is dead for the people who like come here to consume what other people have made instead of being part of a community and like creating, you know, so all for the, sure. all the sure. creatives I know, it did not stop for a minute, it did not die for a I minute. I mean, it just like opened up new opportunities, and exactly. new, new spaces and things <laughs> like that, you know. So you said your, your old studio burned down in March? In March. Yeah. So was that right before the quarantine or like? It was during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. It was during the quarantine. And, you know, like um, about 30 um, to 40% of all my art has been burned there. <sighs> but it kind of like give me like a kick in the ass, you know, in mm-hmm. the sense that it's like, yeah, just go, you know, go recreate, just do better. You know, yeah. like this was, you know, like I, I perceived it very much as a, mm, I don't like the words, like uh, spiritual, but a very... Um, there's something like magical about it, you know? yeah. Some kind of cleansing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you're like kind of set free from this, and you're like your exactly. only option yeah. is to push forward into a new opportunity. Yeah, because whatever is being burned or like taken away from you, you know, it was meant 
to, to be taken away from you. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're just like, you deal with it, you know, yeah. like, and kind of move on, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious. So when you, when you like go to create new paintings, do you, do you have like a, how long does an average painting of yours take? Well, you see, when I first started it, you know, like I, um, I did one painting a day. And, you know, I, I, I remember I, I was uh, betting with my friends that I could do a painting in like eight minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, I was able to do that. And, you know, immediately after I posted it the next day, it was bought, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but it was very expressive, you know. Right. You don't, I mean, you can create an expressive painting within minutes, really, yeah. you know, and you can still like wonder and look at it for the rest of your life, you know. But the more has, time has passed, um, the more I try to rethink of what I'm, what I'm actually painting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a, a next stage. Because in the beginning, you're just like, I'm just trying myself. I'm just like doing whatever I can. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, you're counting amount of paintings that you create and things like that, you know, just mm -hmm. to prove to yourself your own self-worth. I don't know why, but like, it's kind of there. Mm -hmm. you know? But as the time comes, you would want to express a certain idea, right? A certain, um, f like a complicated feeling mm -hmm. that you know you would want to touch people's souls, you know. And uh, in order to do that, you have to spend a bit more time, you know, doing a painting. Mm -hmm. And now I, I could probably do a painting in a week, mm -hmm. but it would really touch your soul. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a really good painting. Yeah, well, yeah, it would. You know, like people would be able to look at it all their life you know mm -hmm. because sometimes um people buy art mm -hmm. and they get tired of it it's like i'm just tired of looking at the same thing on my wall all the time you know? yeah and you know like i am well aware of that mm -hmm. and since there's so much imagery going on everywhere in the world it's just hard to like uh, keep up with the world you know mm -hmm. with the with all the things that are coming to our minds, you know? Yeah. And so I am creating uh, paintings that would be really, really deep. Mm -hmm. And they would, you know, really touch your soul. And I feel like that's the, the, the end goal of all the artists. Right. You know, is to touch the viewer's soul. Mm -hmm. But there's, again, there's so much imagery nowadays that it's harder and harder to do. Right. So we have to constantly reinvent ourselves to, uh, mm -hmm. to adapt to the to, to current environment. And so con my contemporary paintings have um, like four to three different ways to, to look at them. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is that they have three uh, to four different ways of being lit up. Oh, okay. And, you know, there's, you know, a lot of layers, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where my paintings become almost animation-like. Mm -hmm. Because if you uh, look at them, you know, under a certain light, they start to move. Oh, okay. And, you know, like, I, I guess whenever we create something, we want it to be alive. And right. Th and that's kind of like the human um, desire all the time with whatever we touch. Mm hmm You know? That's awesome. I think I yeah. saw, I think I saw a video of that on your Instagram and like lighting it up with like blue, green, red, yeah, right yeah, exactly, lights. You know? I think that's so fun to do. Do you like... For that, do you, do you use different type of paints at all? Do you do any like fluorescent stuff? Or do well, you just... yeah, I use like the combination of uh, fluorescent and iridescent, and mm -hmm. also the regular paint. And I try different lights, you know, to uh, for it to reflect differently. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at the painting without the light, with the light, with the black light, uh, with um, six different lights, you know. And so like it will always be different. Mm -hmm. 
kind of like when you meet the person in different conditions, yeah, it's always different. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that that's why I wanted to create some type of personality for the the, the work of art. You know, like to the point where it's like. For a long time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of screens you might have; it would, they would still um, overpower them. Yeah, you, know? you would still want to go back and look at the painting. You know, right? You take some time and like walk by it and like think about it and look and catch something new and yeah, light changes. Our, our attention else. span is like eight seconds now. Yeah, <laughs> it's and very it's getting short. shorter and shorter and shorter <laughs> and shorter. And so, like, you know, we, we as, as creators, as artists, we really have to make something boom. Something, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially with, uh, like, a, such as, like, a spoiled um, audiences in New York. Because mm-hmm. if you're not doing something exciting, they're, you know, that's it. They're going away, you know? like Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, so you have to be really boom, you know? Yeah. You have to be really, like, uh, something really exciting for them to see. Yeah, you got to really catch their attention and, like, stand out. Yeah, Exactly, especially if you're doing that full-time, you Mm -hmm. know. And that's why, you know, I want to talk about as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So do you have a a piece right now that kind of stands out as, like, your, like, magnum opus, like, your best? Do you have a piece that you're, like, the most proud of so far? I I do have a few. You see, the thing is that, you know, because I am... Doing this full time, I cannot. Uh, at least I think I cannot afford to do one piece a month. You know, because mm-hmm. I have to do like twenty pieces a month. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, wow. Because at least one will sell. Mm-hmm. And if I do one, the you know the odds of that, you know, it might be so good, it might sell. You know, like, and I yeah. might, eat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I have to do twenty pieces, and they would be kind of in the same scheme, mm-hmm. the same kind of um, feeling to them. You know, so my recent paintings, if if um, any of you guys that are listening, you know, want to check out uh, my Instagram, my recent pieces are the ones that you know I would probably be the most proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, always the recent ones. Yeah, know? always the recent ones. Always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any from your past, like a couple years back, that you're still like in your mind that you really enjoyed? Not really, no. No, it's no, because it's. You see, I feel like the more time passes, the more we expand our mind, mm-hmm. the more like um, thought out pieces we can produce mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah, and so there, and, and this way you kind of like whatever you did did recently, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's the same with comedy and everything else. Just like comedy, it's like my favorite jokes are the ones I told this week. <laughs> Pretty much, because yeah. they're you know like they make the most sense. Yeah, and uh, they're kind of like fresh out of the yeah out of the human mind. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, so you you do do you do any other mediums in addition to just painting? Do you do any sculpture or anything like that? I, I mean, there's I, I literally like tried to what. I don't. Maybe you shouldn't use the word try, um, but I literally do whatever I can yeah. know, on any medium I can put my hands on. And mm-hmm. for the for the longest time uh, since I've started, I've uh, I've been collecting a lot of the the things I find on the street mm-hmm. and so, sort of recycle them. Yeah, and paint on them because when I was starting out, it was you know it was really harsh for me. You know, mm-hmm. the first two years, you know, like. It was really hard, you know, because I, you know, I, I didn't have a job and there's no stability and, you know, it, it took some time to get used to instability. And so I was collecting a lot of 
uh, finding a lot of canvases, finding a lot of uh, wood pieces, mm-hmm. finding a lot of like things that you can find on the street and mm-hmm. just paint on them, reuse them. And you know what, what was really strange is that the pieces that I would find, they would sell the easiest, you know? Yeah. And I was, you know, I, it, it was really mug- mind-boggling me, you know? It's a good business model. You find yeah. free stuff and you paint on it, boom. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I was collecting and just hoarding so many things. Mm. And, you know, like, uh, but most of my early paintings are sold, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, um, I hardly have um, a lot of the, the older paintings, you mm-hmm. know? Even though I produced a, a lot, a lot of pieces, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was kind of it. And, um, and, with that, I was uh, starting to find a lot of wood, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I would do wood carvings, and uh, I would do clay, um, clay sculptures, and things like that. And mm-hmm. because I've never did those things before, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, I had no teachers or anything, you know, yeah. like outsider artists. I never studied to be an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started to, you know, had to do it uh, with, with no guidance. Yeah. And so it came out, we came out, and um, now I, I do sculpture paintings, which are the, spa- the, the sculpture on the painting with the clay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty much a 3D painting. Okay, yeah. So you put clay on like a canvas and paint over yeah, it. Yeah, okay. on wooden canvas. You know? Oh, okay. So it wouldn't slide from it. You mm-hmm. know? And it, um, wood carvings, um, you name it, you know, like I worked with metal, with mixed media, I put everything together and, you know, like, and I feel like it's the most fun of, of creating all, put all the things together on, on, on the panel, on the surface and just make something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, it, it kind of gave me an understanding of, um, how, um, so, you know, I started to get certain revelations about art. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. you're kind of pushing out of just paint and canvas into like more dimensions and more materials and stuff exactly so i feel like being an artist is really um uh how would i say it how would i say it more uh, properly so it wouldn't scare anyone away no you can say whatever you want on here it doesn't Um, fucking matter (laughs) well uh, i think that it's very um it's very very magical yeah and i'm a big skeptic Mm -hmm. you know I was, you know, I was born in a really skeptical country, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's probably, you know, not not very accurate, but uh, we're very like hands-on people, yeah. You know? And you know, whatever something is like supernatural, it's like that's bullshit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's in American society it's the same way, you know. It's it's, it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the soon as I started to paint. Uh, I realized it's not only about the the, uh, the paint, the brush, and uh, the canvas. Mm-hmm. It's something you know way deeper than that, way, way, way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. You know, like and as soon as I started to go through that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. mm, things started to open up to me. Yeah, know? and you know, like I'm very happy that they did mm-hmm. because I don't I don't know through which profession. I would be able to find out about these things. You know? Yeah. So, like, were you, when you started painting, were you doing any other work? Did you have any day job work? Or you just kind of went from your creative director just to, like, I'm just going to make it happen with painting? Well, you see, um, I, when I was a graphic designer, I did a lot of, uh, I like the fact that I, you know, like, I, I would be working remotely. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so I, you know, I was traveling and I was working on design projects and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I feel like uh, up until 2014, uh, mm -hmm. I was uh, doing graphic design mm -hmm. a lot. And then um, the reason why I came to New York was to get like a really nice office job yeah. in the city. <laughs> and I did. You did? Okay. And I did. Yeah, they hired me to be um, a graphic designer there. I was so excited. I was wearing like um, a dress shirt there all the time, drinking <laughs> coffee there every day. And I was like a very office space, you know? And they, you know, like they, they, some, well, they told me that this is going to be like a trial period for four months. Mm -hmm. I uh, worked my ass off for four months, you know, did everything for them, which I, I thought was necessary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stayed over, over time and things like that. And then in the end, you know, my boss told me, he's like, oh, you know, you're fired. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? You know, I did everything I could, you know, like, why? Why? You know? Yeah. And he's like, well, it's not about that. It's, you know, like, I can give you a recommendation letter, which is, you know, trying to save money. And, you know, like, because I was paying, you know, getting paid half of the salary mm -hmm. when I was in, like, test testing period. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Wow, you know, like I was just walking home, you know, completely lost, you know, like I was doing some painting previously, mm -hmm. my like free time, you know, like whatever. And yeah. I was selling some on eBay. Yeah. Really cheap. And I was getting some money off of it, you know. And so I got home and my roommate, my friend, and he's like, you know, I told him that I got fired and he's like, well, you know, why didn't you just do art, you know? And, you know, the idea really stuck with me. You yeah. Know? And I was like, well, well, why not? You know, I already make, like, I already made, I, I remember the biggest I made was $1,500 from art, you know, mm -hmm. on eBay. Selling, like, little, you know, $100, $50, mm -hmm. you know, $25. It's like, whatever I can make, whatever yeah. I could sell, I was just like, wow, you know, it makes money, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like, I thought to myself that, what if I do that? You know, what if, uh, what if it's possible? Yeah. And um, since then, I thought to myself that I would rather eat the soil than work for anyone else. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like that was, you know, like a really powerful determination. I, mm. don't, I don't think I realized it, you know, then what it was because I completely dropped everything else that I was doing mm -hmm. and sort of like burned all the bridges yeah. of doing anything else. And just because I uh, was, you know, I was being a graphic designer, I also had, um, you know, like I was doing a couple of projects in the city where I would just design menus for the restaurants. And one of the restaurants told me, I was like, wow, well, why don't you do an exhibition in the restaurant? Mm -hmm. And I did an exhibition in the restaurant, you know, which was about like, I don't know, um, five big paintings mm -hmm. there. And one of them sold for $1,000. Wow. And that like, and that was the biggest trigger that sort of, you know, told me that, you know, this is it, you know, yeah. you can, we, it could be done. Yeah. And since then, I, uh, you know, like in the beginning of my art career of being a full-time artist, mm -hmm. I literally did everything that I could to exchange my art for, for, for money, for the goods, for going out to restaurants, mm -hmm. to going to the delis and exchanging my art for some things that I needed. And so, like, I started to do to to do a lot of bartering, mm -hmm. and it still goes on to up until this day to some extent. You mm -hmm. know? And then I realized that it's actually possible to live in the big city, although nerve wracking. You know? Yeah, definitely. And uh, to pay rent mm -hmm. and to do other things, you know, like and you know, 
it it is possible mm-hmm. even though it seems like it's so impossible i think that's like a thing that like every creative that's in the back of their mind is like if i just do the thing i want to do will mm-hmm. i be able to survive on this of and course of course because i'm a i'm a big believer in the fact that since you were born mm-hmm. there uh there's always a force that mm-hmm. keeps you fed you know like um sheltered and you're you're always taken care of mm-hmm. you know like it doesn't matter you know that you have a job and that force would be your surroundings, would be your family, your tribe of people, would be the people that you love. It would be just the whole environment that mm-hmm. takes care of you, you know? So I don't think people should be afraid of being like with no job because if if you put all of your intention, all of your force, you know, like all of your life juice mm-hmm. in whatever you're doing, you will succeed because there's no other way. You You have no other options, you know? Right. And so, of course, some days, you know, you know, I was really like paranoid about how I'm going to do that. How I'm going to do this, you know, mm-hmm. and reaching a certain age it, you know, like you see that people are getting married, they're having children and things like that. And they're like, well, you know, and your parents are, well, you know, when are we going to have, when are we going to, when are you going to have a family, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm 30 something year old artist living in Brooklyn, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, like some someday. Yeah, <laughs> sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, like we're we're all getting there. You yeah, know? and you know, like these type of things, I don't think should distract you know, like any um, serious uh, person that wants to develop him, him or herself. You know, mm-hmm. like in in pursuing that, because if you really think about it, if you you know push yourself only to one thing, you can get whatever you want. You know. Yeah. Because we're so distracted by like gazillions of other things that are happening around us, you know, mm-hmm. that it's really hard to focus. And I feel, <clears throat> I feel like focus is the most precious thing nowadays, you know. Absolutely, I love that. I think yeah. that's so. It's so brave, and there's such a leap of faith there to just be like, take yourself out of it and put yourself into the one thing, and just get over those anxieties. And once mm-hmm. you're over that hump, it's like, oh, it's okay. That's so cool. I love that. Like, just wow. Thank you, man. I mean, it's, it's, I, I feel like anyone can do it as long as they believe in what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. and not listen to anyone else, you know? And even the, the, the worst possible scenario, okay, you will fail. But what the, 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 the fail, what does that mean, you know? Right. Like, I mean, if you think about it, it's just a lesson of just don't do some of the things you did before and correct them and move, mm-hmm. you know, in a better path, you know? Totally. But eventually you're going to get there, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, how how long have you been, like, in living, like, stably as an artist, would you say? Like, how long did it take to kind of warm up to that period of, like, I can well, do this exclusively? Being an artist is never stable. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, never stable. It's, you know, you just get used to the instability. Mm-hmm. You just realize, okay, well, you know, that things happen, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you just get over it, you know, yeah. you don't panic. Whereas before, you, you know, I would, I would just panic, I would freak out, you know, like, like, let's say tomorrow you have to pay, I don't know, like $3,000 worth of uh, rent, you mm-hmm. know, because you didn't pay it for three months mm-hmm. and you, you, you're absolutely terrified. Yeah. You, you have no, like, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And all I was doing is I was sort of thinking in my mind, 
that I'm paying it off and, you know, getting over with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to really like literally like jump out of out of my pants to to sell my art, mm-hmm. to present it to collectors, to uh, to message the people that, you know, were interested in, in you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It really like pushes you to the limit, you know. And, um, you know, and, and that was it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you know, these things happened and the the fact that you owe money to somebody, let's say for rent is, they're not going to shoot you, you know? Right. They're yeah. not, not going to come home and, and like choke you. It's like, oh, the worst thing case scenario, you can move out, you know, mm-hmm. and just start somewhere else. Right. But as I was saying earlier, you know, there's something that takes care of us, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I've realized that it, it is its existence, mm-hmm. you know. Like, Do you, I, I think that might be reflected in your art in some ways, kind of yeah. the vibe is just this like, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. This unity, this <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, like, and it has nothing to do with any religion or anything right. else. You know, yeah. it, it's just something that you feel. Mm-hmm. That you feel. So always things, you know, work out. Yeah. As long as you do what you're supposed to do of developing your own self, mm-hmm. go like, you know, if you don't see progress, it's okay. Just keep doing. Just keep doing. Just keep doing. Just keep. And it, it will. You mm-hmm. know, like it. It's just no way because. I feel like that's that's how thing work, things work. If you put energy into something, it would bounce back at you. Mm-hmm. And it's just no way, you, you know, if you put energy into something, it's just like numb. Right. It, it's just no way because, it you know, you put so much of yourself into something, mm-hmm. it always comes back. Always, like, gives you the, you know, some, you know. Some type of return on that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You can build, like, I don't know, um, a house is out of ants. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next exhibition will be in a house made of ants. <laughs> made of ants, you know. <laughs> Although that would be kind of cruel. But still, maybe it would be, like, paper ants. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, just, it doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. It would always return to you. Mm-hmm. Always, you know. And this is something that you've just, like, kind of learned throughout doing art, where it's, like, exactly. you kind of got Especially more Especially if focused. you're genuine. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Especially if you're genuine with it. You know? I think uh, one thing in comedy is I always tell my friends that I'm very grateful for the people I've met and hang out with, because I only, like, hang with, like, kind, genuine, funny comedians. And when you have that, like, positive vibe in the mm-hmm. community, you hang out with people who, like, resonate with that, it's all good times. It's all fun. Like, and when you, when you, like... I don't, I don't know about how the artist community is. It's probably similar. But when you give back to the community of people who do what you do, it in turn will come back to you eventually. It's of just course. kind of this give of and course, take. You know? And so I just wanted to say that, you know, like, don't, just don't be afraid. Yeah. You know? it's, it's okay. You know, you can do whatever you want, you know, mm-hmm. at any point in time. Yeah. You can stop doing what you're doing and just do whatever you want. And mm-hmm. that was sort of my motto, you know? <laughs> And since then, I only do, you know, I only talk to the people I want to. I only mm-hmm. do what I want, uh, you know, like, and, 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 then, and I feel like, you know, I've been happy since then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, going back to the question of like, how long has it been that I kind of like know that it's going to get back at me, you know, mm-hmm. probably last maybe four or three years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's always unstable. Right. Yeah. It's it's at some points you go you go to like really fancy restaurant, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you're eating ramen, ramen noodles. You yeah. Know? You know? But you're happy. But you're happy <laughs> doing whatever you want. You know, exactly. like you can just do eat ramen noodles. It's okay as long as you live the life you want. You mm-hmm. know? And that's the main thing. You know. That's awesome. I like 
that's it's that that whole whole 20 minute deal we just had there that was yeah. like that's like such an anxiety i have like the instability like mm-hmm. i grew up in like an unstable situation sometimes and then my family kind of pulled out of it and we all kind of went super stable and at the end of the day i'm just like oh my gosh rent and bills i gotta have a phone like i yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. like when yeah. can i ever transition out and i think I share like that anxiety I share with so many people I know where it's like they're creatives in some way, but they also work another career or a job. And it's like, well, how can I wean myself off of this and into the next thing without like freaking out? So, well, I mean, if you think about like comfort zones, people always talk about comfort zones, mm-hmm. you know, like and that having that paycheck is a comfort zone. Absolutely. And so, I mean, like, I don't want to like to be like cliche about it, you know, but when you're uncomfortable, you move, mm-hmm. you know? And so you, you know, you grow when you're uncomfortable. Same Mm -hmm. thing if you go to the gym, your muscles hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really pleasant, Mm -hmm. but you grow. Absolutely. I totally agree. And so if you have like, let's say, let's say you start out, you know, you drop everything you're doing and just focus everything only on um, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you have the whole month before that. Mm -hmm. And so if you dedicate every single day to whatever you're doing, you're going to make that rent, you know, mm-hmm. because imagine how much of yourself you will be like in, investing in yourself, in your own craft. And it would maybe not like in the first month, but the second month it will return, mm-hmm. you know, and it's inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable. Instead, you know, like instead of putting all your energy to some guy that, you know, who's your boss mm-hmm. and fulfilling his desires, you know, you would fulfill your own, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think I'm learning a lot of lessons. Yeah. This is very reassuring. <laughs> you're the yeah. I think you're the like you're the first guest who's been like quit your day job now. Like <laughs> just get out. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well cuz you know like if you think about it uh, most I I mean it's like a generalization but anyways the people that work at jobs mm-hmm. because I was one of them as well. Yeah yeah. Uh what I did is I went to work like when you're going to work you refreshed you slept you eat, you eat eat your breakfast and things mm-hmm. like that. You're ready to to give your energy to something. Yeah. And you come to work, and then you know the, the person that work works with you or your boss, and they're like, "Here, just solve my problems," you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, so you solve th- that person's problems. You go to lunch. You know, you go home, and then you know, at home you eat. You you know, I don't know. You do some type of entertainment. You mm-hmm. watch TV. I don't know. You go hang out with your significant other, and then you go to bed. Yeah. You know, like, and there was not a single moment in that day where mm. you dedicate to yourself. Right. Right. And it was always for someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. So in a sense, we're not really living for, for, for ourselves. We're living for, for the, the, the expectations of our society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and I feel like that's the big problem, and, but that's changing as we speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big wave of, of that thinking that is coming at us, you know, mm-hmm. because more and more people are are quitting jobs in general, yeah, and start to like to do all kinds of like online things and online work and things like that, you know, and more and more people realize that they have spent no time for themselves, you know, right. And let's say you know like you do comedy, so mm-hmm. whenever you do comedy, you spend some time for yourself. That's, you know, your own self-development. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you spent all your life for yourself, you know? Right. You know, how would that, how yeah. would that make you feel? 
you know, I would probably pretty, pretty good, pretty, <laughs> pretty, you know, like pretty empowered. I would say, yeah, exactly. Because you, know? you know, like you will be empowered by your own self, by mm. your own desire, and things like that. And so, you know, like I feel that that costs more than any money, than any rent. It doesn't doesn't matter. You know, it's it just stop. It, it stops like uh, being important to you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I I felt that like when I started comedy, at least like. I always felt there was something missing in my mm-hmm. life that I couldn't figure out. And I, I had other hobbies. And there's things I really enjoy doing, but nothing that I was like, this is it. Yeah. And I was like, always like doing stuff. And I'd like rock climb and ski and go on for hikes, hang with friends, play some video games, whatever. And I graduated college, got an engineering job. And I was like, so excited to like move forward in my career and be a good engineer. Mm-hmm. About a year and a half in, I like finally took the step and went to an open mic and tried comedy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh this is the thing like (laughs) this is where my focus is here like this is the development path i want to be on Mm -hmm. and i I totally get it it's just like just even spending that time like it's funny like my girlfriend and i were we're both comedians and Mm -hmm. our early relationship was just us going to mics and shows together so we'd i I would work all day we'd meet up we'd go perform go watch a show be out to like 10 or 11 and come back, we get to spend like an hour or two with each other before we just pass out. And it, mm-hmm. it, but it felt great. It was just like, we're just in this thing that we love so much. And we're just out together. there developing yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. working yeah. on it together. It was great. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I don't know. I, I hope that there's people out there listening that are really paying attention to this episode. Cause this is like some excellent advice. Just get out there and do it and focus on yourself, do it for yourself and like make it happen. Cause you're going to be fine. Well, I mean, it, and at the end, you know, like at, at the end, because w- what are we living for then? You yeah. Know? What What's the purpose? Yeah. Just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like at this day and age, mm-hmm. this should not even be a, like a question, you know, because mm-hmm. wh- why, why, why yeah, do yeah. we exist? You know, yeah. what, what is the point mm-hmm. is to express ourselves to the, the, to the maximum capacity right mm-hmm. and then you know like if some of the things that are preventing you from doing that mm-hmm. you know, then you know just, you know throw them out you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like because they're they're limited to your potential they're yeah. like the threshold that you have to like step through mm-hmm. you know to, to to find out who we who, who you are right and what you are right and what are you here for you mm-hmm. know and 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 I think like for me this is the biggest question I'm I'm probably gonna be answering until the day I die. You yeah. Know? And I feel like that's the most fundamental question, you mm-hmm. know, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, of course, I don't want to like enforce that upon, yeah. upon people. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, you know, I mean, what's what's there else to 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 do? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like I then what's the point of being born then? You yeah. Know? just like i don't know being a part of somebody's scheme i don't know yeah yeah (laughs) i I like i'm imagining you in front of a mirror looking at yourself like what's the point of it all and then you go back to your cave paintings like hell yeah (laughs) this is what i'm doing (laughs) well yeah you know like i wanted to see you know like what's what's beyond um what's beyond my nationality my age my gender and Mm -hmm. you know like all the the sort of the construct that society has built for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really started to think about it, you know, after I've changed so many citizenships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like, let's say if you lived all your life 
being a citizen of only one country, mm-hmm. then you think it's kind of solid. Yeah. You know, okay, so you know, you're American, you know, okay, you know, so that's solid. It's been solid for 400 years. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know, like imagine if, if that starts to, to change, you know? Yeah. And you know, like that's, that's exactly the point where I was, you know, like, right. uh, because the place where I was born, it fell apart like 16 different parts mm-hmm. because the Soviet Union was a huge, huge right, country, right. you know? And you're like, and then you start to wonder, well, you know, like if it was one thing and it fell apart in 16 different things and, you know, you were part of them and now you're part of these guys, you know, that are separating themselves from the whole. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like some, some other guys, they come in and they take over and they're like, well, no, you're, you're, you're a different you know, you're you're not part of them. You're part of us. You mm-hmm. know? And then you move to some other country, and they're like, no, 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 you're not part of you're you're part of us. You know, and you're like, well, you know, then it's abstract. You know, yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. You know, right? It's like a made up identity. Pretty much, Just yeah. Same thing with with your gender, with your age, because you know, do you need? Do you really need your age to live? I mean, not really. I mean, what's mm-hmm. the age is for? Right. It's to tell. Well, you're you're getting old. You know that that's this the type of age. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Or you're, or you're young, you know, like, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's so limiting, you know, mm-hmm. and so lim- it limits the expression because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to say that there's such thing as like adults, you know, mm-hmm. it's like adult kids, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, the people that don't want to grow up, you know, but the more that I started to analyze a lot of these things and a lot of these labels, yeah, uh, some, some of the things like kid and adult woman or a man, you know, things like that. I've realized that they're so prefixed for you. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to like follow the, a, a certain agenda that is associated with your label, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throughout your life. Yeah. And if you're doing something like um, strange, then, you know, well, you know, it's a strange person, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I just wanted to look beneath that. Yeah. You know, what's, who, what is it that looks through your eyes when you wake up, you know? Right. You know, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't comment. Absolutely. Yeah. This thing doesn't comment. It's just like a video camera. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of re- like record. It doesn't say anything. doesn't, you know, it's okay. It's kind of like seeing what you can do with yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always wanted to uncover what w- what that thing is. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I did. I, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. And I did. I found out what it mm-hmm. was, you know? It's like the thing that connects us all that shows that we're all part of the same thing. We're all in it together. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one way to say yeah. it, you know? <laughs> and, you know, like, and the only thing that differentiates us, you know, in my opinion, is our bodies and, you know, our, our that, that constructed um, um, ego patterns, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. You know? Yeah. And, you know, but essentially, we're the, the same thing that looked at each other and trying to real, realize what, what the hell we are, you know? Yeah. And it's like a lot of times if you go to the party, it's like you ask them, well, what do you do? You know, like, oh, what, what, what are you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm a plumber. I don't know. I'm a designer. I'm an artist. I'm, you know, like, I'm a comedian. You know? But what are you really, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, like, and art really makes you ask that question Mm -hmm. because you know there's a lot of metaphysical questions in art you Mm -hmm. know like and that's that's the thing i also wanted to talk about slightly Mm -hmm. i I definitely get that sense just from seeing your work it's just it's so metaphysical and beyond and also being like very human centered like it it really comes out 
Well, because you know all the all the people that live on Earth, they're mm-hmm. all human, mm-hmm. absolutely all. And you know, like I think we're just having trouble realizing that the whole gradient of our expression you mm-hmm. know, in the world. Yeah, we're kind of like the whole world is slowly coming to the terms that we could be so different. You know. Yeah. And you know, meanwhile, it, it, you know, everyone's trying to separate themselves from everyone else. Mm-hmm. By saying, well, no, you know, we're Argentinians, you know, just get out, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're Russians, you know, get out. we're Americans, you know, like, and so in a sense, you know, they're, they're all trying to separate themselves from this human body of people, right? you know, and that's the biggest suffering comes from that, you know, like, and, you know, like, because you can demonize any group of people by calling them different name. Right. But because if you, if you say that, well, these people are Muslim. Mm-hmm. And you automatically think about like, oh, you know, some some of the things that are associated with it. And especially with the indoctrination of the media, mm-hmm. you know, like some of the things that are might not be pretty, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you think about the fact that they're people. Yeah. And everyone else is people, you know. Mm-hmm. They're all human. And, you know, they're not these like labels. They're not like, they're not nationalities. They're not ages. They're not genders. You know, they're all human. They only have one tribe of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I really saw that in United States and in Soviet Union because um, there are two conglomerates of power, you know. Mm-hmm. And in Soviet Union, there's there's no nationalities. Mm-hmm. There's no religions. There's only one type of human it was soviet human yeah and in america it was only one type of human it's an it's an american Mm -hmm. but i want to look you know slightly beyond that and you know to say that we're all human and you know when when we all realize that you know that it's just one label not one gazillion labels yeah yeah it would make it way more um i would say open Mm-hmm. And people that you know would realize that everyone is, you know, yeah, without separating themselves from from other people, you know, totally. And it's only beneficial to look at things that way. Like yeah. it doesn't hurt anybody to view them as human. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But well, you know, we're just like, no, 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 we're different from you. You know, mm-hmm. well, no, I mean, you're still humans. You have legs, a head, and you know, like you still do the same thing. You know, I mean, I know, I get it that you have like all the cultures are wonderful. I love all the cultures. They're so magnificent in their difference. Mm-hmm. But realizing that we're all one thing, you know, like because it's such a cliche thing to say, but no one really like talks about it. You know, yeah, because it's so. Um, it's so good separating people and just controlling them. And, mm-hmm. you know, like just kind of what's going on in American society, you know, like totally completely blows my mind, you know, it's like so obvious. And it's just like, it's so frustrating to watch it happen in real time. Cause yeah. It's like, cause the, you're all playing into this. Like, cause they're both ba- part of United States. They're both mm-hmm. part of the humanity, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's like, no, no, they're like, they're, they're animals, you know? Well, I mean, like, it's not like you give somebody else a, a different label. They start to become, like, villains. Yeah. They start to become, like, uh, just these super bad people that need to be either, I don't know. It, it almost comes to the point where, like, it's such so much hate, you know, from both sides mm-hmm. that you, you just think, I just don't want to deal with them at all, you know? Because yeah. it's just, like, it's just over overpowers everything else that the, the whole discussion the whole debate you know there's right. there is no debate there you know exactly and so that's why i wanted to talk about being human you mm-hmm. know and realizing that not only we're all part of humanity human body mm-hmm. and throughout all the wars you know like uh because in, in europe we really suffered through like a lot of different wars mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we realized that, you know, um, every time you go to war with somebody, you go to war with yourself. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter, you know, because mm-hmm. they're all like, how can you go to war with with your own body? You know, right. And that's what's pretty much happening is the fist is hitting the leg, mm-hmm. you know, and when I hope that there will be a shift in consciousness and I think it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when we all realize that, we'll realize that, you know, we, how we were pretty much mutilating our human body for like centuries mm-hmm. and centuries and centuries. But uh, I, I see the evolution, uh, you know, of, of human um, conscious development is when we're all coming together as being one thing. But still, totally. like, valuing the different cultures. Right. Yeah. You know? I think the thing is, is that the fist can appreciate the leg for how the leg does its thing. And the exactly. leg can appreciate the fist for doing its thing, you know? Exactly, doesn't mean they have know. to fight, so. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, and as soon as that happens, and although I'm afraid that we would need another step to realize that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the thing is like we're we're lucky to be in, alive in the era we're in especially with the advent of like the internet and like hyper connection technology mm-hmm. because so much of the world now is defined by the fact that people are waking up to realizing that they're not alone and there's so many other people out there that think like them exactly and the people who like actively divide people are just mm-hmm. pushing back on things that they're seeing other people connecting and being together and they just are like, I don't like this because they're not supposed to mix. These are different labels of people. But I think like 50 years, like our our children, like their children, you mean like crazy woke on like so many levels about just like respecting humans and all their forms and like being Pretty peaceful much. and Pretty like kind of knowing like their place in the community and knowing that it is a community in a broader sense. So I don't know. I, I always thought that this is about to get a little tinfoily on this podcast, but I always thought that like maybe the internet is like a pre stage to like actual mass connection, like telepathy and like mm-hmm. instant com- connection. Cause like yeah. we have pretty good, we can communicate rapidly right now, but when our technology advances and advances even more, there's going to be a point where we can communicate anything instantaneously to anyone. And if you just drop that on us now, the whole place would be chaos. So like, Oh, for sure. I, I, don't, think, I don't think everyone is ready. No, it's, and, it's, it's gradual. Yeah. You know? And you know, like um, sometimes when uh, people describe other people, they always say, well, the other, the other people and the other people are always at fault. You know? mm-hmm. And I, I'm just saying that the other people, <laughs> I I gonna get there, you know. It's mm-hmm. just when you're standing in the line to get groceries, you know, you're gonna get your groceries. Yeah. But there's just one person that's gonna get the groceries earlier than the other ones, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm just saying that it's just gonna take some time for right. the line to pass through, but eventually everyone will be plugged in and uh, and into being one. Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah. Unless we'll be divided more and more and more, but uh, you see, in uh, nowadays, it's a lot of countries have um, a tribalist cultures you mm-hmm. know, where you know, like uh, different races and genders are being divided just based on the label, mm-hmm. and you know that is very sad because, again, you know, like realizing that we're all one thing is 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 the main issue, whereas you know, like let's say you know different 
like gender um, genders or nationalities that are being like against each other just because they have a different name. Right. But you know, like they never. That's the biggest thing is people don't travel. People don't talk to other people. You know, mm-hmm. and to realize that they're they're them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one tribe, you know? Yeah. We don't have one. And I mean, of course, we do have many, many tribes of people, but they're all human. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to get across, you know? Exactly. And that is my biggest message that, you know, like I'm trying to communicate. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I agree with it. The only thing that gets me is I don't think Jersey City should ever be part of New York City. There should always be a divide there. <laughs> Staten Island maybe should be part of New Jersey too. <laughs> well, you know, may- maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day. Oh man! Yeah. So, oh man, we talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> we, did. we did. It was fruitful. Yeah, it was fruitful. good. I re- I really enjoyed this. We got about probably fifteen minutes left, twenty minutes left of this. Uh, okay. Do you have? I guess. Wow. The question I usually ask people at the end of this is like, do you have like a kind of like a like in your experience growing through your creativity and your art form, is there something that carries through the whole time? Like, is there a message? And I think your message is very clear and it's kind of been very present, you know, just this whole, we're all human thing and like going back to our roots and stuff. Um, Have you like, what, what ways are you like right now in your own artwork? Is there ways that you're innovating right now that you're working on? Like what are next stages for you? Uh, the next stages, well, you see, um, I, it might sound strange, uh, but I know that, um, there's certain things that are going to happen, you know, like Mm -hmm. with, um, uh, with metaphysical world Mm -hmm. and I, uh, don't usually hear people talk about it and that's all I'm going to talk about, you know, for Mm -hmm. the the last time we have. Anyway, so there's, you know, there's a big um sort of i wouldn't say like a divide mm-hmm. there's a whole world right mm-hmm. and there's a physical world mm-hmm. that we live in you know that you have walls and bricks and you know they're very physical you can touch them yeah and there's also a metaphysical world which mm-hmm. is the world of not being physical and it's such a massive world that you know we're so focused on the physical Mm-hmm. We completely omit the metaphysical. Right. Whereas all the human knowledge is metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, you know, you're talking about mathematics. Yeah. Well, where's the, you know, where's the older the, the, the equations and, you know, like, um, you know, where are they? Where is physics? Where is chemistry? Mm-hmm. Can you touch it? I mean, sure, you can touch certain elements of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the whole idea yeah. is purely an idea. Mm-hmm. And where does this idea exist? I mean, can you touch an idea? No. <laughs> it, do you see what I mean? How, yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of the things that are um, that are like ideas are very, very powerful because they change your perspective on the things and how you live. Right. And you know how you live the the physical world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I feel like um, exploring the metaphysical realm is very important. Mm-hmm. Because this is where we get all of our information from right. before we release it. Unless you're like very indoctrinated and mm-hmm. you put yourself in the box that you know like doesn't allow you to get outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so, anyways, I became really interested in that because 
um, I started to think and I realized that I was an idea as well. Mm-hmm. And so I came from metaphysical realm into yeah. the physical being mm-hmm. because my parents, before they had sex, they had an idea of having a se- uh, of having sex and, you mm-hmm. know, like possibly having a baby. Right. So at a certain point, we were all an idea, mm-hmm. maybe like an unwanted idea, <laughs> but an idea. <laughs> a surprise idea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? And so that is why it is so um, like grand. Uh, it has such a, a a grand effect on my work mm-hmm. because I want to explore that. And you know how um, we because we have no clue how to uh, navigate our own thoughts, right? None. I mean, do you remember like Windows ninety five? Mm-hmm. You know when it has DOS. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you type in like command. It's like yeah. open up uh, exe. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, so it's, it's it's the same thing that I'm kind of feeling is that humanity is trying to build an operational system within the metaphysical realm, you mm-hmm. know, in order to operate it more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Because there's such, a, you know, there's so many thoughts that are roaming from our from our minds that it's very um, difficult at times to, to control them. Mm-hmm. And in order to be effective with what you're doing, you know, like you, you would at least somehow, you know, would want to focus on certain thoughts that are beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. Not just like a pollution trash that just comes from like right. everywhere and things like that. And um, so uh, when it comes to art, a lot of the paintings that I'm doing, I have no idea where they're coming from, mm-hmm. but they want to be. And I am as a creator allowing them to be by being as sort of this tube. And through me, you know, these things come from nowhere into somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I, just because I am open to them to come to me, they come. And if I close the door, they wouldn't come. You see, it's like very, like, it's very simple. It's a very cool way to put it. (laughs) It's very simple though. Yeah. You know, like, where do you get your ideas from? Where do they come from? You know, like. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know that there's a lot of, uh, some people talk about it, but it's just, it's not a, like a national narrative. Right. And, you know, like what, what we're dealing with right now is like we have one idea that's being enforced to everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you have a different idea, you're an enemy. Right. But, you know, like that's pretty much enforcing one, one um, like it's pretty much limiting every else's ideas. Right. And um, so what I'm trying to do is, is to expo- expose more of that to mm-hmm. everyone else. And I know that uh, quite soon, the metaphysical world and the physical world will collide mm-hmm. because um, well, let me, I will explain you something really briefly. Mm-hmm. Whenever you learn a new word, yeah, you start to you, you're like, okay, so that's a new word. And you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Yeah, and that's what what it means is that you didn't see it before, mm-hmm. and you start to see it mm-hmm. as long as you um, focus on it. Mm-hmm. And so, the more words you learn. You know, the more you start to see. Yeah. And so I know that there's like a parallel um, worlds and dimensions Mm -hmm. that are yet to be seen. And, you know, the more we'll be learning about them, the more we'll be able to see them. Mm -hmm. And it's very practical. It There's there's no magic in it. Right. You know, it's kind of like um, um, a lot of the things like when civilizations uh, collided. 
mm-hmm. the past. Yeah. At first, they couldn't understand what is that in front of them because yeah. it's so surreal to each other. Mm-hmm. And so this is the same kind of thing. And I know that the, the metaphysical realm uses me as a messenger in the mm-hmm. physical world to express what needs to be expressed. Mm-hmm. And that goes to, um, to describe that my paintings the way that my paintings are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're not physical. They're yeah. metaphysical beings that want to be expressed through me in the physical world. And the more of them will be coming, the more and more they will be exposed and the more um, there will be likely a chance of a metaphysical world and the physical world will be colliding together. <laughs> because all the metaphysical beings want to be materialized. That's mm-hmm. their main objective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and I'm, I'm helping them with that, you know, and they're, you know, thanking me. <laughs> you know? That's very cool. That's a very, yeah. very fascinating, fun, very introspective way to look at the process of creation. And it's like a, a bridge between the two worlds of this it's magic. thought it's and really magic. reality. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, man, I wish my jokes had that cool of a background story. <laughs> well, your jokes are coming from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Where are they coming from? It does not matter what type of art this is. Yeah. It absolutely no matter, you know? Mm -hmm. As long as they're like, you don't know where they're coming from or why you wore them like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, it's just certain ideas want to be heard. Yeah. And these ideas, if they're strong enough, they will grow. Right. Like, imagine Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's say Leonardo is dead, right? Yeah. But Mona Lisa is still in everyone's mind, you know, because if I say that word, yeah, it will be automatically appear in your mind. Yeah. You know, like automatically reflect that. Mm-hmm. And so what it means is these ideas, they create themselves. Right. So you create an idea and create an idea creates itself and creates mm-hmm. itself and creates itself in unlimited amounts of ways, as long as it's being exposed to other minds. Mm-hmm. And so, Mona Lisa itself is a creator right of of a thousands of other paintings that are similar mm-hmm. to that to that idea mm-hmm. so do you realize that you know the things that are they're not material yet they're creating yeah and that's just mind blowing to me yeah you know? wow <laughs> yeah that's very cool that's a very fun thought i like I like where that that comes from and how that like feels to think about and reflect on. Like it's just this like like every any any random thing where whether, whether it be just like something you see out in nature that creates mm-hmm. an idea and then that just like is the source for infinite possibilities that exactly. can branch off of it. Yeah. And different like you create something based off that idea, someone else sees your thing, thinks about it, has brand new ones like mm-hmm. that's very cool. It's very encouraging. Like there's there's endless content and creation to be made and like endless art and jokes and whatever that can be spawned out of it. Well, you all I want to say is you're never alone when you're creating, yeah. you know, because these things want to materialize through you, you mm-hmm. know, and you're helping them, mm-hmm. and so you're kind of like enabling them to be, yeah, by you know like um, 3D printing them in the physical realm, mm-hmm. you know. And so if you're not against it, they'll come like in huge quantities, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you are like, oh, this is bullshit, and they stop, you know? And this is how we limit ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you could be open to, I don't know, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that comes, you know? 
or you could be close to something that doesn't, you know? Yeah. And, you know, these kind of like a metaphysical doors that you can open or close within yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can invite anything in your life unless, in, you know, as long as you open the door for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you can always close it if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, open something else, you know? Yeah. But you have to imagine that, you know, opening and closing these doors, the ones that you want to have in your life pretty mm-hmm. much, you know? And, you know, I've like my door is wide open and these things is just like streaming through there. And I was yeah. like, hey, come on in, you know? So, yeah. And so a lot of times I just don't have enough hands to yeah. produce the things that are coming. Yeah. Know? Because it's so much. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like, it, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I have so many surfaces to, to, to paint on, to work on, to play with, you know. It, it's just like, it, I'm being drowned in them. Mm-hmm. And there's so many images that are coming. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they're coming from. I, like, yeah. I have no clue how they're going to look like at the end. Yeah. And that's why it's magic, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I'm so addicted to creating. Mm-hmm. Because it's purely magic. Everyone talks about how magic doesn't exist. It does with creation. Yeah. You know, and that's where you can sort of, you know, feel God within yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's very powerful. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap it up there. I agree. It was, it was so much fun interviewing you. Yeah. I, you said a lot of great things that I'm going to be thinking about for months. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Max. Yes, thank you so much for coming on the show, Anton. It's been a blast. I know the listeners are going to love this episode. And yeah, really appreciate having you here. Very welcome. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's it for our interview. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow Anton at Antovitco on Instagram. Exactly. And uh, check out some of his art. Come to Unruly and come peek around their backyard if you're in the neighborhood for a show or something. <laughs> check out Have his work. Have a nice one, guys. Yeah. Take care. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.